Hey, Dry Shampoo Divas. Welcome to another episode of Motherhood Adventure. I'm Erin, and I'm here with Jessica. Hello. Jessica, I just have to tell you, I depend on my Google Home a lot. (laughs) And this is going to show how careless I am. I am constantly setting my phone down, and I can't find it anywhere. I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but (laughs) my phone will end up in the oddest places in our house. So probably at least twice a day, I'm you know, shouting out, hey, Google, find my phone. And then, you know, Google will make my phone ring and I can find it. So (laughs) I was getting my son ready to go to daycare this week. And I'm like, buddy, go get your shoes on so we can get ready to go to daycare. And he's like, hey, Google, find my shoes. And I was like, that, (laughs) that is kind of sad that he knows I depend that much on Google. (laughs) And so I think sometimes we can come a, we can become a little too dependent on software and technology and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today and I'm really excited I I just have felt very strongly about this episode so I really hope I can do it justice I hope you guys walk away with something incredible today we are going to be talking about social media mm. mic drop already mic dropping huh yeah so in the mic. I want to, and I think sometimes when we jump into this, we can often only think about the negative things, but I just want to start off first by talking about some of the great things about social media. So some of the things that I thought of was that I can stay in connection with friends that I don't get to see super often. I It's great for me to be able to see Jessica and see her family grow and develop because she's in a whole different state. And so it's not like I get to Mm -hmm. see you all the time, right? That is so true. But I also don't post very often. So That is also true. So maybe you should post a little more. Uh, I also love that I can follow pages that provide me with support. You know, I'm on a couple mothering pages. I'm on some religious pages. So there are some uplifting things on there. And you know that I love to score some furniture to refinish off of Facebook Marketplace. I'm all about mm-hmm. scoring stuff off of there. So yes, I love watching. I love watching your before and after with your projects. <laughs> Keep them coming. You Facebook Marketplace it up. So are those things you enjoy about social media? Is there any other aspect that you can kind of think of that you feel it benefits you? Yeah, no, I love every single thing that you're talking about on here. I mean, for me, I enjoy that happy factor that like a silly meme, like just it brings a smile to my face and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I have to share it with all my friends. So just scrolling through and you see something that just... You connect with anything, and it's hilarious. Anything with Michael Scott <laughs> just goes straight into Jessica's heart. She just connects. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. You just keep sending me those memes. Oh, it makes me so happy. But yeah, even like charities or or people that post about like help this person or, or whatnot. Like I like being in the know. If there's somebody that is in need of help or whatnot, having social media and being able to reach to like a huge audience that you might be able to get more support from, like I'm all for that. Awesome. I agree. I think there's a lot of positive aspects to it. So now, Jessica, you can probably guess what's coming next, but do you ever feel like social media negatively impacts you at all? (laughs) Sorry, I'm still laughing. Uh, Yes. 
it does negatively impact me. And to flip that around, I'm also worried about how it negatively impacts my children because as they are staring at me and I am staring at my phone, how must it feel for a kiddo to be, mom, look at me, mom, look at this, mom, I just want to play with you, mom, I need a hug. And there I am sitting with a phone in front of my face. I mean, does my child see that and think that they aren't important enough for my attention or that having my phone is like the ultimate happiness in life? And that's because I spend so much time on it and they can't wait to get older and so that they can sit in front of their phones. And it just like breaks my heart that yes, it provides like this connection with other people, but it also kind of creates a disconnection with those that are closest to you. And that is a huge negativity and mama guilt that eats at me very frequently. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. And I heard once that consider if you were going in to ask your boss for this huge promotion and you wanted a raise and the entire time you're talking to them, they have both hands up and they're texting on their phone four inches from their face. Because that might be how your kids feel when they come up to talk to you. If you don't set your phone down and look at them, you know, eye to eye. And I was like, oh my gosh, that kind of hit home for me. Because I would never want to go in and have, you know, a very serious kind of a vulnerable conversation with somebody if I didn't have their full attention. So I love that you brought that up. Um, for me, I've, I definitely feel a negative aspect of social media that affects me. And I think it's a little bit different for everybody, but two things that I definitely feel (laughs) with social media is number one, for me, it's a black hole for time. I think that I can just sit down and be on it for five minutes. And then next thing I know, it's been 45 minutes and Sometimes I'm like, man, I could have gotten so much done in that 45 minutes. I just didn't Mm -hmm. even realize I had been on my phone that long. And all I was doing was just scrolling through, you know, nothing important. It's just for me, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of time. Time goes there (laughs) and it just never comes back. You don't know where it went. You don't know how long you were there, but somehow it's gone. And the second thing I have found myself doing is comparing myself to others And that for me is one of the hardest things about being a mom. And as a friend, as a wife, as a mom, as even as a woman, I find myself comparing myself in all these different areas. And it just, it begins to dig away at my self-confidence, at kind of who I am. And I find myself just doubting everything and questioning and feeling the mom guilt like you mentioned and feeling like I'm not doing enough and so those are really the two areas that I feel I'm impacted with social media and I want to just quote a scenario that's given in an article from Cleveland Clinic and we'll see if it sounds a little bit familiar to anyone okay so first you see a post from a friend announcing she just accepted her dream job then you read over a political rant from a coworker. You keep scrolling and you watch a video of your neighbor on some amazing tropical vacation. And now your cousin just posted a before and after picture that makes you want to hide your thighs forever. The next thing you know, you're second guessing your career, you're feeling angry about politics, 
You're wondering why you can't afford a vacation, and you're Googling the next diet that you'll go on. Ouch. Right? And so they state in that same article, for some people, social media has turned into an emotional roller coaster of comparison, perfection, and opinions. So how do we stop the ride if we're not having fun on this roller coaster anymore? I love this example because I think, in my mind, none of the things these people were posting were bad. You know, people are excited they're going on a vacation. People are excited they got a promotion. They want to share that with their loved ones. But what concerns me is how we're allowing it to impact us. And I think we need to give ourselves a little reality check on how am I feeling after I scroll through and fall into that Bermuda Triangle and scroll for 45 minutes or even five minutes? How am I feeling after I scroll through? And I think we need to just really be in connection with our own emotions to really see if there's more damage being done there than benefit. So Jessica, do you feel like you connect to that little scenario that I read through? Yes, I'm kind of feeling down in the dumps right now. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this makes my heart so sad because I connect with it. Like, I mean, the silly thing is, is that sometimes I use social media as a way to escape feelings of like stress or, or discomfort or, you know, whatever. And then I'm hit with even more discomfort by those comparisons that you were talking about. And yeah, I escaped those feelings of stress, but I mean, it's not like what I got from scrolling was happy or motivating or that it was a peaceful escape. And I mean, even though that I realize that I'm not usually feeling uplifted after scrolling, I still go back to social media and I mean, what am I searching for and why do I keep scrolling and like, why do I keep going back into a negative atmosphere if I never really gain the motivation or the peace that I was going there to look for it in the first place? I think that's a great question. And I think kind of like I mentioned earlier, I think the ways it impacts people you know, everybody's different. I think even to an extent, the way we compare, everybody's going to have their own places that they're vulnerable. For me, um, being a mom with a career outside the home, I tend to feel mom guilt surrounding me having a job outside the home is probably what I feel the mom guilt about the most. And so, you know, as soon as one of my friends posts like, yay, my my son is potty trained at 18 months, I'm instantly like, oh my gosh, my son's not potty trained because I'm not with him every day, all day to help him work on that. And if I was just home, he could be po-. like, it instantly makes me doubt everything about myself. And so I think we all have kind of our own little vulnerable things that we know are kind of pitfalls for comparison. And so I think we just have to be really careful. Forbes actually defines this whole scenario as the compare and despair mentality, which is a little frightening that there's actually a term for it. And I I think that's true, compare and despair, because you begin comparing and before you know it, you're just feeling awful about everything. And we're not the only ones feeling this way. So according to The Social Dilemma, and that's a Netflix documentary, I would highly recommend watching it. Um, But in a study of 5,000 people, those who had higher social media usage were linked to declines in both mental and physical health, along with overall life satisfaction. And I just, oh, I just can't even 
that's just so crazy that those two things are linked so strongly. Don't you think? Yes. You know, I've actually watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I highly recommend that to absolutely anyone. Like, especially like those parents that are looking at getting a phone for their kids. Please watch that. It talks all about like how the mind works with social media. And it's very, it's it's an eye-opening documentary for sure. So yes, I agree. I definitely highly recommend that. Yeah. If you've got adolescents or you do have a child that you're considering getting a phone, I highly recommend it as well. I really like that they're bringing up that we are really seeing the first generation of kids that have had social media from the get-go. And they talk about kind of how that impacts them and, you know, some different things to look out for. So it is it is fascinating. Go watch it. I'm not going to like go through the whole thing. I won't give too much away, but it is absolutely fascinating. So make sure you check it out. So now that we've kind of talked about some of the danger surrounding social media, I want to talk about what we can do to kind of just put some guardrails there because I'm not asking you to go and delete all your accounts and, you know, never stay in touch with people anymore and never spend any time on social media. That's certainly not what I'm asking you to do. So let's talk about some things we can do to kind of put some guardrails there. I think the first thing is to take a periodic break from social media. Oh, I've done this. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it too. And it's, it's, what, it's pretty powerful. I think sometimes we don't realize how much we rely on social media as a crutch. And I, I recommend probably scheduling a reminder on your phone every three to four months. I mean, do whatever you feel is best for you. But more than just taking the break from social media, I think it's so important to evaluate how you are feeling when you take that break. Like if you notice a difference, are you feeling less dissatisfied with your life? Are you feeling more optimistic about your day-to-day stuff going on? So don't be afraid to take a break. And when I say take a break, I don't just mean don't open the app. I would seriously challenge you to either move them or uninstall them. So what I typically do is I'll set up a separate folder somewhere else on my phone that I don't normally keep those apps and I just move them over to that folder. And what is crazy to me is that I will instantly, if I have any downtime at all, so if I'm waiting at a doctor's office, if I'm, you know, just needing a little break without even realizing it, I find myself going to where those apps used to be. And so for me, a lot of the power in taking a break from social media isn't even how I feel about it as how mindless it has become to me to turn to that. You really become aware of how instinctive it is for you to just open the apps without you thinking about it. Does that make sense? Yes. I remember we had a conversation about that and that you told me that you use that as an option. So I decided to do it and I put all Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all those what I consider sometimes to be time wasters into like like its own little separate folder labeled time wasters. And in the beginning, anytime I went to that spot to hit that button, it was like, ugh. Okay, I'm wasting time, you know. But then as I got used to finding that button, 
three or four months. It's been about three or four months. Now it's like, oh, this is so convenient. I just click on this one button and all Facebook and everything else is just in one convenient location. <laughs> so now I know I've got to switch it up again. I've got to think mm-hmm. about like, okay, let's put it at the end of my screens or let's, you know, I've got to move them around because like I started off being like catching myself you're going to waste time. This is a time waster. And now it's like, oh, it's so convenient. I know exactly where everything is again. I It's time for me to swap those out again. Yeah. And and like I said, set your, uh, I think you have to set your time frame as far as how long you go without social media. Mm-hmm. Generally, I try to go, I mean, I would say try to go at least a week because I do think a week will really help you to see how you're feeling without that. Um, but like I said, I would recommend trying to do it every couple months. Just, you know, try to find what works for you. I love that you put yours in a folder and you label it time wasters because you kind of have to admit if you're willing to click one of those apps, you know you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of love that you're like, okay, you can click it if you want, but <laughs> you are putting a title on yourself. So I love it. that. Yeah, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I have one friend who's really funny because she said, I'm going through a social media fast. And I was like, oh, that's great. I said, I'm doing that too. I put all mine in a folder. And she said, oh, I know myself way too well for that. And so she actually uninstalled all of those apps because she felt like she maybe didn't quite have the self-control to be able to just keep those away. Um, I think another thing you can definitely try is setting scheduled time. So like for me, I will do like 10 minutes in the morning while I'm kind of waking up and then I don't look at it until, you know, 10 minutes later in the afternoon. And so I think if you can designate set times, you're not going to see every single thing that gets posted, but I'm pretty sure life will move on and it's okay. So I think if you can designate specific times, that you're going to look at it, that's also another idea. Yes, I love that. I do a lot of um, personality development. And for my specific type of personality, it says avoid social media first thing in the morning for as long as possible. Because oh. it it would, I guess, consume my day. And so very early on in the morning, I just try to absolutely avoid my phone and... I'm able to accomplish a whole lot more in the morning and the days where I'm don't even think about it. I just automatically open it up because like, dang, it's so-and-so's birthday. I'm like, okay, well, I have to say happy birthday to them first thing in the morning. And then it's like, oh, I'm just here. I'll just keep scrolling. Like my whole day is a little bit more sluggish. And so it's (laughs) like, okay, I will allow myself, you know, 10 minutes here or there and then towards the end of the night, I guess, but I can't stay up past this specific date. I have this amount of time that I have allotted myself to it. And like you said, sometimes I may miss things, but the funny thing is, it's like social media, those programs like know what I like and they will feed it to me even if it's been like a week later or three days later or four hours later because they want to give me the content that that they believe that I want to see. And so even if I miss it, like right when it comes out, eventually social media will be like, oh, she really would like this. I'm going to wait for her to hop on. And then I'll just be like, this is all the things you need. So avoid it in the morning. Yeah, I love that you've identified like, how it impacts you and like, hey, this is something that really impacts your motivation and your your productivity. So I like that you've been able to identify personally how that impacts you. Mm-hmm. 
So the second thing I want to challenge you guys to do is own your usage. This was not something I even realized until I started doing some research for this episode, but you can actually check your social media usage. So as you're listening to this, I'm going to kind of give you some instructions. We'll go through Facebook first, and then we'll do Instagram. So if you guys want to open your Facebook app, and I really, really, really encourage all of you to do this. So set down the goldfish leftovers you're snacking on, (laughs) put down the socks that you're trying to find matches for, and just open your Facebook app, which goes against everything we just said. Don't open Facebook. Open your Facebook. So open your Facebook app and go to settings and privacy and then your time on Facebook. So Facebook has some really awesome tools. It has scheduled quiet mode where your phone won't buzz from Facebook notifications. So like Jessica just said, you know, if morning, you know that's going to derail your whole day, you can literally set settings on Facebook like, hey, don't bug me with stuff until three o'clock in the afternoon or don't bug me with stuff once I know my kids are home from school so I can focus on them. And that way you will just get your reminders when that sleep mode is no longer on. They also have another thing that's really neat called a daily time limit reminder. And so that is basically where you can go in and say, hey, I'm not going to spend any more than 30 minutes on Facebook. And you set up the maximum you want to spend on your social media platform. And when you start to get close to that limit, it will remind you like, hey, FYI, you're close to your 30 minutes for today, which this stuff was just incredible to me because I didn't even know. I do not feel like these tools are well advertised. No. So so you can actually look up your time. I would love it if if anybody wants some accountability coaches, Jessica and I are here for the ready. Yes, we are. So if you would love to like send us a screenshot of that, or if this is something you really want to challenge yourself to work on, um, it's interesting to just go in and look at your usage. You can see what days you're on at the most, what times you're on at the most, what your average is, the average you know number of minutes you're on it per day. And it is very eye-opening, like a little bit shocking probably. I think you're probably on it more than you realize. Um, and then again with Instagram, if you want to open Instagram, very similar. You're going to go to your profile and then you're going to hit the menu button and then you're going to click your activity. And Instagram has a lot of those same tools. They also have a time limit reminder feature. So get in there, look at your usage and own it. Own how much time you're actually spending on social media. Own when, you know, learn to recognize when it's happening, how it's happening. And I would say, own how much time you want to spend on it and put the things in place to make the change. And Jessica knows all about having an accountability buddy (laughs) because (laughs) I rely on her a lot like, hey, make sure I'm doing better at this and I'll just randomly text her things. But I think that seriously, if anyone really wants to improve in this area, we would be more than happy to just check in with you on, hey, how's it going with your social media? And like I said, send us that screenshot and own where your social media is at right now. So I just think that it would be, it would be such a benefit to everybody. So Jessica, I think you've been a little bit of an accountability buddy for some other people. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Like I said, in the Meet the Mamas episode, which if you haven't heard that one, hop back on there. It's a, it's a fun introduction into us. I facilitate a self-help book club and um, the people in my book club, we actually did a social media fest together and there was, I believe, four of us 
and we did it for a week, I believe. And for us mamas, it was quite difficult. But anytime that we wanted to hop on social media, we would just like shoot a text and be like, this is so hard right now, or this is what's going on. This is what I'm trying to run away from, or gosh, why is this so hard? Or just send a silly picture or a fun meme or something because we're all relying on each other. And it's like, it's okay. You got this girl. If you need somebody to vent to, like we're right here. You don't need to like use social media as like a buffer to cover over some stressful things or whatnot. And it was really so much easier to uh, do a social media fast with other people. So grab a fellow mama, even your husband or your partner or whomever. I wouldn't say like your dog because they would totally win every single time. But (laughs) find somebody and do it with them. And then you'll both might find some interesting things about yourselves. I love that. I think most things in life are just so much easier if we can go through it with another person. So Exactly. I want to cover one more thing. After doing some research, I found a really interesting ratio, and it's been cited all over the place, including the Gottman Institute and Harvard Business Review. So evidently, it's pretty smart. Uh Based on several studies, they determined that you need five positive interactions to offset one negative one. Wow. So I mentioned earlier that I follow a lot of great pages. And so I thought, I'm going to put this to the test with my social media. And I know I follow a lot of awesome people and really good groups and happy things. And so I thought this was going to be no issue. But I began kind of scrolling through my social media feed. And just like Marie Kondo's tagline, I determined whether each post sparked joy or brought me down. And unfortunately, there were not five things that uplifted me for every single item that negatively chipped away at me. And so I would challenge all of you to take this little Marie Kondo test and just go through and identify... I mean, it's very interesting because you can kind of go one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, there's something that makes me feel good and uplifts me. And so I think we do need to be really careful. So just go through and really kind of take note as to how your social media feed is making you feel. And I would just keep in mind, you're only susceptible to what you choose to make yourself susceptible to. So part three of my challenge would be to clean up your social media feed. Be aware of how many negative things you're feeling compared to how many positive things. And I think you've all probably heard the phrase, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I think that's very true. What you choose to surround yourself with can greatly affect your attitude and how you feel about yourself. So take control of your social media. You know, like I said, I struggle a lot with mom guilt and there is one particular person, love her to death, but those posts just chip away at me and she's not doing anything wrong. It's how I feel about the situation. But for me, not seeing those posts in my feed, just kind of unfollowing those helps me feel or hiding those posts just helps me to not struggle with that as much. And so that would be part three of my challenge is to just choose what you're subjecting yourself to. Choose what tribe you want to be a part of, what vibe you want to be putting out there. And I think you're going to notice a big 
big difference. So again, I know this was a lot. This is something I'm very passionate about. So I know we gave you a lot of assignments today, but just to kind of sum it back up for you guys, make sure that you are trying to take a periodic break away from social media own up to your usage and put tools in place to help you to improve with your usage and make sure you are watching out for how you're feeling and what you're seeing in your feed and don't be afraid to clean up your feed. So we love all of our listeners. Thank you so much for sticking with us today. Follow us on social media because we try to post pretty uplifting things that just kind of give you a little bit of a comic relief positive quotes. So if you need another good page to follow, we're that page. And we would love to have more followers on social media. And also feel free to send us any, we are your accountability coaches. So feel free to send us any social media stuff or leave us a positive review. That would be great. And if any of you decide to commit to this challenge that Erin gives you, we'd love to hear how it goes for you. So of course, send us an email. Let us know how this changes you. Send us updates on what a social media fast benefits you because we want to hear all about it. We're here for you, ladies. Yay. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. We want to be a part of your adventure too. So submit your topics, questions, or silly stories to us at motherhoodadventurepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Become part of our mom tribe by following us on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a mess-filled mom moment. Thanks for joining us through our journey of tantrums, triumphs, and teamwork. Till next time.